Hello, it's Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I appreciate you listening to the podcast version of the show. You're going to be hearing the radio version of the show in a second, but I just wanted to come on and thank you and tell you how much fun I had putting this together. So I hope you'll like listening to it. I wanted to focus, get it, on some of the photographers around Orlando and how they use images and stories to bring a community together to talk about the way that they love Central Florida, um, to tell stories, of course, um, and to look up at the stars in the case of Derek Demeter. Anyway, you'll hear all that on the episode. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening to the podcast. And also just to say, you know, something that I can't really get to when I'm doing a clip show are things that are going on in the universe and in our world. And I would encourage you, Congressman John Lewis passed away recently at the age of 80. Look up the story about him at Comic-Con. Look up the story about him and how he was influenced by a comic when he was 17 years old back in the, uh, I think in the late 50s, about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. I thought that was such a great story. I'm a comic book nerd. um, And I would have been reading about uh, Congressman Lewis anyway. But man, this was, this really impacted me in ways I didn't expect. And I encourage you to take a look at that and to look into just about anything about his career. Um, He was pretty amazing. Anyway, I'll let you get back to it. Here is to a certain degree from July 20th, 2019. No, (laughs) 2020 on WPRK. Thanks. Feist on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album Let It Die. That was Mooshaboom, which is fun to say. Hello, you are listening to a certain degree. I'm your host, Nick Jurgudiu. Thank you for being present, for being here with us in the moment. Who, who is us? Why, the extended WPRK family, of course. 91.5 is an amazing assortment of content, music, and people both on and off the air, and we're lucky to have them here in Central Florida. Under normal circumstances, to a certain degree, would be live in the studio for an in-depth interview with someone from around Orlando doing something neat. Since we can't be live in the studio, this is an hour-long mix of music and memories from past episodes. In this case, it's Derek Demeter, Nikki Namdar, Christine Lopez, and David Lawrence. Why them? They're all capturing Central Florida with their cameras from food to people to events. In the case of Derek Demeter, he's capturing the cosmos as seen from around the Sunshine State. Derek is the director of the Emil Bueller Planetarium at Seminole State College and an avid astrophotographer. Here he is from a February 2018 interview talking about what it takes to get a good shot of those crazy lights in the sky. With astronomy, you have to have a little bit of planning involved. You got to know the weather. So, you know, like especially, so there's a certain time of, sort of, if we're in tons of the astrophotography I do, there's a certain time of window. It's called the new moon window. Basically, on my calendar, it says Derek off new moon window because that's the time when um, the moon's not up. So you got nice, dark, clear skies. So you, the moon produces natural light pollution in a way. 
And uh, so there's a lot of preparation. Of course, then you got to think about, you know, you got to go on the weather, your weather apps stuff and look, make sure that you have clear nights. So there's a lot of prep involved. But as far as the shot itself, um, I'm a storyteller. I, I That's the thing I love. My, one of my favorite things about photography is it tells a story through the photo. So, uh, and as an educator, I, you know, there's certain things I would mm-hmm. like to get. Like, for example, one of the shots that I got this particular season is the clouds of Orion because I wanted to talk about these areas and, and Orion that are very iconic to most people, the belt of Orion and all, and what we could see when we gather that information. So, yeah, I definitely have a, like a whole, like, list of stuff that I store in a, you know, armoire that I like I got to take out when I'm ready to go. But yeah, it's, it's a weathered proof armoire because it could rain. Right. Um, no, but, uh, but a lot of times I'll have to prep it and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, like, like this past month, it was cloudy every single night we were supposed to do some astronomy work and you just kind of have to wait for the next time. Can't do so it. unfortunately yeah. like Brian, where he could just pump it out anywhere, uh, I, I, you know, like there are some times where I don't have any new material because I'm like, can't, you know, because so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll do six or seven photos when it's clear and then just store them for those times. Like, for example, this month when I don't have anything to show, I'll just take one of those that I took previously and, and put should, it out yeah, there. So I can't, so you don't, so I don't want to like release all my stuff all at once. Right. I want to, you know, kind of s- stagger it. So for those months that I don't have anything new. There's something new. And for the average person, they're not going to know it. I took it this month or last month. They just see something new. But the other astronomers know. The other astronomers know. They're like, that's not, that wasn't that's out this new. time that's of month. That's last yeah. month's material, Derek. And you get a lot of people <laughs> like that. When I post, so I post to a lot of groups and stuff, astrophotography groups, and some, you get some technical people are like, that, that wasn't, that wasn't locally. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have clear desert skies like you do or whatever, you know, where I can go <laughs> and take these shots every single Every time. You know, there's some guys out there that have, Literally, they live out in Arizona and New Mexico where they have clear, dark skies all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they just, they're spoiled. So. Those clear, dark sky people. I know. I know. <laughs> How do you get yourself kind of psyched up for the moment or just to have, you know, is there white noise in the background that you need in order to have, you know, the lizard brain is taken care of so the higher level of your brain can work. I, I have, I'm an audiophile, so I definitely have my really nice headphones on when I'm working mm-hmm. on my astrophotos or something. And I'm usually listening to something um, instrumental. I don't really like a lot of words when I'm doing because it distracts me. Yeah. But something, you know, like ambient, ambient type music, um, not like any type ambient, but more like you know, ambient breaks, like, like electronic music. That um, you know, kind of just it might have a little bit of spaciness to it, but it just it's 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 good like just kind of music that's you know, like in the background while you're not yeah. focusing. But but I'm the type of person when I love music, and and I, I sing and I, I you know like music is a very important part of my life too. And and usually what I'll do is I'll put on my headphones and I'll just listen to an album in full and really enjoy it. But when it work doing work, I definitely like to have just kind of ambient kind of white noise type music mm-hmm. in the background. Is it something with a beat kind of uh, yeah. driving beat yeah. behind it, kind yeah. of pushing you forward? So like electronic, like like electronic ambient music. Um, so that's when you're uh, doing the editing or, or is this yeah, when you're editing actually doing fo- the photos? Oh, when the- I'm doing the photos, um, no. So when I'm actually taking the photo uh, pictures of, I actually like just hearing the, the noise of the you know, the wind or, or, uh, the, the creatures that are in the background, you know, cause it, Cause I, usually out at night. I'm, out, I'm out at night. I'm also out in kind of the wilderness. So I just enjoy embracing the beauty of nature's music, if you will. Um, so, but yeah. 
Because in order to get the right shot, you have to go out into the middle of nowhere. I have to go out in the middle of nowhere. I'm literally in some of the, like, people, when you, when I mention where I go, some people are like, holy moly, why, how, how are you still alive? But, you know, it's actually surprisingly um, not not as scary as you think it is, you know. Um, you know, when you get used to it, you get used to it. But uh, some people, when you mention, like, yeah, I went to this place, they're like, whoa, that's like, I would never go out there in dark. But I'm like, eh, it's bad. <laughs> Nice. I might have to go out with you, but it might be too too dark for me. Well, I, I know scared. some places that are fairly like, you know, they're in state parks, so they're yeah. fairly safe. But we can go somewhere right. that won't be so... Uh, as long as we hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And skip. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously we're going to skip. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be out late at night taking photos of the sky together. Yeah. We're skipping. It's a given. And, and yeah. you know, you already look like, uh, you, you already have kind of almost a half Sasquatch look to you. So, so the I people like would be I am a half would be scared of you. If you're walking around in the dark, they're going to think you're Sasquatch. You're right. They'll be scared of you. The you're animals scared will be scared of you. Of you not, right. Yeah. So I'll be protecting you. Yeah. I'll be You'll be my defender. Important. Yes. Yeah. Defender in the darkness. Defender of darkness. Wait. Um, well, defender in darkness. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty... Everything about this sounds really cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Derek Demeter and the team at the Emil Bueller Planetarium are hosting a number of virtual programs so you can explore the sky from the comfort of your home. And by comfort of your home, I mean without pants. If you were wondering, he is in fact chasing Comet Neowise around, so that's late nights and early mornings. If you want to see his pictures of the comet and other astral projections, that's not the right term, look up Derek the Discoverer, Discoverer, and that's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, on Instagram, and follow the Seminole State Planetarium on all the social medias as well. And now, a song. The co-eds from their recent album, Thrill Me, Close Up, Makeup, on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step, go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. The Bob in the show is Bob Kajas, an improv host and teacher at SAC Comedy Lab and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. The Co-Eds on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The album is Thrill Me. The song was Close Up Makeup. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This hour's topic is photography, and you can't spell photography without foot, which sounds like food. Food photography. That's how you do a segue, folks. Speaking of folks, I mean food, Christine Lopez has been capturing delicious images for about three years now with her Instagram account, Feed Me Orlando. She shares what she likes, and she does a good job making you want to go to there, there being wherever she was eating. She was originally on the show in late 2019. Like many of the best people in the world, she doesn't identify as an Instagrammer or a food blogger or an influencer. 
I refer to myself as a glutton. Okay. I just I just like to eat. Yeah. Um, and which, I get over. I think we should just start yeah. with that. Which oh, yeah. of the seven deadly sins are you? Oh, gluttony. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love it. No more is more. Um, and I love that the vain people would actually say, "Oh, no, 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 vanity for me." <laughs> Because they're vain. Yeah. And, and, and proud people would obviously, yeah, yeah they're, they're very self-aware. Yeah. The vain and proud people. I like it. <laughs> um, I said, it started really with me doing it on my, my private Instagram. And I realized that my friends probably really don't care about the food that I'm eating and just yeah. want to see, you know, kid pictures and dog pictures and selfies apparently. Um, but there was no way for me to actually reach back out. And this is where I am. Um, I don't Yelp. I don't do reviews in that fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm a patron of the places that I like. So if I have multiple pictures from a place, then I'm probably there pretty frequently and getting to know the people who are sustaining this vibrant little community. Um, I don't like to think of myself as a foodie. Um, I just enjoy food. I enjoy new things and I like pushing myself to experience new things. So there's nothing I won't try just to see if I like it or not. The worst thing that could happen is I don't. That's it. In going through this process of creating the Instagram account, tagging and doing all the things that you do, and in many cases not even leaving a review, oftentimes what you're writing in there are uh, lyrics mm -hmm. from songs or uh, quotes from books, things mm -hmm. of that nature. Was the intention to connect with the people who worked at the restaurants? Is that something you wanted to do? Or was that a happy sort of coincidence that, that you also uh, happened to get to know people? It was it was an accident. It yeah. was a, a really great way. Like we talked about we broke bread together. Um, it's a really great way to meet people mm -hmm. um, and find something. That, like, everybody loves food. So uh, if I'm going and eating your food and, and you love to make it, and I'm a person who likes to make things, uh, I'm, I graduated with, with a degree in the fine arts. So uh, poetry and, and writing and photography is all part of that. And it's uh, really great to meet other creative-minded people who are producing something that I honestly can't. Like I, I, I'm very envious of what they're able to do, um, but we can still talk about it in ways and, and, and appreciate it and elevate it to something that's not just... To call it just an Instagram, I feel it, it diminishes it. It's, mm -hmm. That's sort of the artifact that's left behind. But in all of these places, having conversations and meeting people and it's... Uh, for someone who is very shy for a very long time has really allowed me to approach people and become more confident and, and find my voice and make friends with people that I never thought I'd make friends with. So I've met so many people even over the last year that have just been just great people that I think I might have overlooked if I would have not stopped, sat down with them, um, had conversations and find ways to connect with people, you know, outside of my small monkey sphere of, of interactions. Right. So uh, social media is great to allow you to expand that network, but if all you're doing is liking and DMing, it's not really going that, that next level. So now I can walk into a restaurant, and yesterday I, I picked up a, a cake from, from Cadence, mm -hmm. and they said, oh my gosh, we haven't seen you in so long, and gave me a hug. Right? Like that's a, it's a great sense of community um, and family and friendship that I don't think I would have ever gotten if I hadn't gone in one day and took a picture of a piece of sushi. So it's, it's, it's become more than that. And that sounds really, uh, sappy, and, but it's, uh, it's given me a lot of joy in the people that I've been able to meet just from taking something as, as simple as a, as a picture for Instagram. Well, and I, I think part of that is you get back what you put into it mm -hmm. and you're being very genuine with what you're doing. You're not looking for free food. Nope. Um, obviously nope. we hear a lot of horror stories about bloggers who are looking for something free for a review yeah. for their 
you know, 200 followers or whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> um, but you're doing it out of the genuine love of the community and the food. Yes. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah, I actually had somebody reach out and they asked, uh, how do you have so many followers? I don't really track my followers. It's great. You know, it's it's, it's nice to know that people are, are looking at my stuff, that they're engaging, that uh, they leave comments or they're visiting places when I post about them. Um, it's a really good feeling because I'm supporting now my friends and now my friends are, are getting more customers, right? This is their livelihood. Um, but my response was, I just have a really sincere mm -hmm. and genuine admiration for these people and what they're doing. And then that person never <laughs> messaged me back. And it was kind of sad that it wasn't, you know, I don't post at the peak times that Instagram algorithm says you have yeah, the highest yeah. reach. Um, I use pretty much the same hashtags. Um, I noticed that my followers dropped when I would post puns as captions. So then I went real hard on the puns. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's for me and for the people that I meet. Um, because I, I do enjoy it. It's, it's like these little love notes to, to the city of Orlando. Is that pretty much the way you interact with where to go for food is Instagram now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to find other people who are in their community taking photos of food. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing what, uh, where do locals eat is always really exciting. Going to something like Yelp, uh, you're going to find just very opinionated people uh, who might not, who might be just spurned by their expectations or just their persnickety. Um, but a lot of the places that a tourist would go might not be the best representation of what locals are doing for their community in each of those cities. Mm -hmm. So I'll find those local uh, fill-in-the-blank city food advocates on Instagram um, and see if there's anything. Like, the thing that I'm trying to do is attract people, right? It's marketing. Attract people to the dish. Um, so if there's someone doing that same thing where, uh, you know, look, looks get your foot in the door. So if the food, the dish looks really good and it's a place that I can go and, and try that, then that's the first place that I'll, I'll stop is, is going to Instagram and, and looking up that city, looking up the hashtags. Did you have a photography background at all? Like I know it was fine arts, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But yep. more, so the pictures that you're taking, I know they're on your phone and mm -hmm. stuff, but you know, is it, are you taking a lot of time to try to set it up or are you obviously hungry oh, very because hungry. you're taking a picture of this delicious food? I assume you just want to dive in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's my problem with taking pictures of food is usually I remember to do it by the fourth or fifth bite mm. uh, because I am starving mm. normally. <laughs> I eat twice a week. And yeah. so when I do go and eat, like mm -hmm. it is just boom, it's gone. Well, I'd recommend eating at least three times a week. Three times. At least three. Whoa. At least at least three. Whoa. I know, I know. Okay. But as best friends, I'm looking out for your best interest as Aww. well. You keep me away from milk and I will bring you to food. Great. Bring me to food. <laughs> bring you to you the food. You will deliver yes. me yes. to the food. Yeah. But uh yeah, so how do you structure it or how do you do you find like it takes a lot of time to set it up or are you you know, for the most part it's with the type of food that you're looking at. It looks pretty nice already. Yeah, it's it's pretty well plated. Um, yeah. So I was a photographer for eight years. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I did uh, throughout uh, late high school, early college as well. Um, when I studied in Scotland, uh, photography was one of the courses that I studied and I did street photography out there during the Fringe Festival. Um, I had a rig and then one sad day my house was broken into and all of my equipment was stolen. Mm. Very, very, that was about six years ago. Um, 
So I've always uh, loved photography. There was a very brief moment in college where I thought I could be a food photographer for menus. I was like, that sounds really fun. And then I said, nobody's going to care about food photos <laughs> in 2019. And yet here, full circle. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I try not to make a lot of fanfare. Um, I'll maybe take a picture or two and then I want to eat, especially when I'm with company, right? I want to be able to enjoy the food and enjoy my company. Um, so sometimes the photos don't come out great. And that's just part of it. But if the food is good, I'm going back. So I'll have a chance to still take pictures at some point. Um, I don't photograph every meal. Sometimes I just keep my phone down and, and eat. I, I am a glutton. Um, but I, I try to make the best of it. And, you know, with, with stuff in Instagram, you can, you know, bump up the lighting. If it's, it's low lighting, you can, yeah. you can help fix little things. But uh, already having that background in photography and already understanding, I, I try not to stage things too much. and don't want to bring my food outside. Um, I don't have to stand up on a chair and take an overhead shot. <laughs> you don't want to bring your food to the park and no, no. get the right light. No. Wait for the, what is it called? The golden hour? Yeah. In the yeah. evening? Yeah. Chase the light, yeah. yeah. No, no, I just, uh, if it comes out great, great. Uh, if it doesn't, there'll be another opportunity or another dish. I, I don't, I don't, I try not to make that the the focus of it. I really do want to eat and have conversations. So I'll take a photo and I'm like, oh, that's terrible, delete. And just move on. It's, it's not that, yeah. uh, not that important. And I know, I don't want you to uh, talk smack about anybody, but you've taken a picture and then dug into the food and realized that that's not something you want to share, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I won't, I won't post it if I, if I didn't enjoy it. Right. Okay. So name names. Who, who do you hate in town? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I would never. I'm sure it was just that dish. Yep. It's fine. I'm the one choosing items off the menu is just as much as my fault as anyone else's. So it is my responsibility. Isn't it nice of Christine for her to say that? Such a good person that you should consider following on Instagram at FeedMeOrlando. She's not as active on there as she normally would be, of course, but you can bet she's supporting our local businesses via takeout whenever possible. As she told me when I caught up with her for this episode, respecting social distancing, the posts are fewer and further between, but since this has always been a love letter to our community, The best way to love it right now is from afar. Let's take a song break and then come back and talk about more food. Plant-based food, perchance? It's a pretty good bet. It'll be plant-based. Right now, let's listen to the new pornographers from their album Challengers. This is Myriad Harbor on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. What do your visuals say about you? your logo, your social media photos, your merchandise. All of it tells a story, and you want that story to be amazing. Get advice on your brand from the fine folks at Snazzy Creative. They can help you with all your design and layout needs, and they specialize in helping small businesses refresh their brand to help tell their stories. Find out more at thatsnazzy.com. Now back to the show. The New Pornographers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album Challengers, that was Myriad Harbor. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This is a special episode featuring highlights from past guests. In this case, it's people who take pictures who capture Central Florida in some way for others. Nikki Namdar came into the WPRK studio last September to discuss how and where Orlando vegans came from. Already a photographer for work and for fun, 
she chose Instagram as one of the main outlets for showcasing local plant-based foods, products, and news. Yeah, I've always, like, ever since college, I've always, even just in the workplace, like, known to do the writing and the photography, even though it's supposed to be a two-man job. Um, so I always have my camera with me for work functions, but I do a lot of uh, portraits, headshots, events, and stuff like that. Um, I wish I could say I had the the time to, like, go out and photograph nature, but I just, I stay busy. And with my cell phone, it's just so much lighter and easier to carry that for scenery-type things. Was Orlando Vegans starting that? sort of a, for lack of a better term, like a master's in community building for you? Yeah, it kind of was. It actually was a class project at UCF. Oh, okay. It was part of the um, public and professional writing certificate. I took a marketing your writing class um, and it was like, you know, market something that you're passionate about. And the only thing I really cared about was veganism. So I hopped on Instagram and really started to work my way into that world so I learned so much I've enhanced my content creation skills my writing skills event planning business like just really learned so much through that it's the one thing that I feel like I have in my hands and that like I can control you know well it's interesting because it's something that you're passionate about and you're not doing it for profit necessarily but yeah. it becomes a really good item that you could put on your resume and other things so Definitely. First and foremost, it is for the animals. But yeah. yeah, it's been such a cool outlet for me to be able to do what I want to do creatively. So as far as we talked about college advice, if somebody wanted to start I have this passion project that is XYZ, what advice would you give them or have you taught or talked to anybody about that in terms of them creating their own thing? Yeah, I've been asked before. I actually was asked yesterday, somebody sent Orlando Vegans a message on Instagram and said, hey, I just moved out of Orlando. I think he said he moved to Memphis and he really wants to start like an Orlando Vegans there. Um, and of course, I was just like, yeah, you know, you just have to be really engaging, uh, talk to people, create a hashtag. And you really, really have to put your all into it and take the time to do it. If you're just putting up static posts and leaving it there and not really engaging, then there's no point. Um, so, yeah, I just gave him advice. Just really get out there and talk to people, meet people, and use social media. It's such a great platform. We talk often about the hamster wheel that is content creation. Like, you always have to feed it. You always have to. Always. What is it? Or what kind of balance would you say or you would advise people to try to keep when it comes to that? Hmm. Because I think when, you know, you hear rules like you have to post X number of times per week or per day or, or those sorts of things, you kind of miss the goal, which is sharing genuine and good content sometimes. Yeah. And forced content is the worst content. So, um, at first, maybe do what you can because it is a passion project to start um, and we have busy schedules, so you may not have time, but really, really take the time on, you know, if you work a nine to five nights and weekends, get out there and go if you're like, you know, a beer blogger, like go out to a bar at least once a week and try something out. And yeah, you definitely should at least put one a week, um, but a few times a week, like I try to do every other day. I think that's really important because people are going to lose interest. If not, they're going to your profile. They want to see content. They want to see what you're eating or doing. So it's important to keep them, keep them there and showing them what's out there. And poor you, you have to go eat out all the time. It sucks. It's the worst. It's not good to my waistline. <laughs> 
Do you have people submitting content as well? No, it's all me. It's all you. Yeah, it's like a 10 person job. But like I said, I've always been that person, even in college, like at the like newspaper, it would be like, all right, we need a photographer and a writer for this article. No, I'll do both. Um, but I think eventually when it gets a little bit bigger, I'll probably have contributors or maybe, you know, even now, like if I go out to a restaurant, I'll like bring one of our volunteers or somebody who has helped before out for the dinner and just help have them help me like post the pics and stuff like that. So I'll recruit help. Do you ever feel like when you're doing that sort of thing that, you know, you're you're obligated to convey the appropriate, like, you know, we talk about Instagram bloggers and food bloggers especially, they're always posing things to look as good as possible. Yeah. Like, what is your level of obligation to your audience versus the restaurant versus uh, getting more likes and things like that? <laughs> so important to me um, to make sure that the food looks good and that it tastes right um, because I know what the community is looking for but I also try and remind myself that my taste buds are not the only thing that matters so if I don't like something necessarily it doesn't mean I'm not going to post it but I definitely want to do the restaurant justice the animals and the community by posting quality content you know, was I super excited to walk through the doors of Burger King to eat a vegan Whopper? Uh, not necessarily. And I definitely left with a tummy ache, but it was the value and the importance of that, like that I really believed in. This was a great interview because Nikki emphasizes the context of the photos and the content that surrounds them. You should listen to the whole conversation with her wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for to a certain degree, if you so desire. Nikki and the Orlando Vegans community have been very busy. They're running free giveaways on their social media channels for local businesses to help promote them during the quarantine. They've also been active in the Black Lives Matter movement, assembling a team of volunteers to distribute free food and supplies during protests. Much of the supplies came from local restaurant donations. She's also part of the organization and planning team for Central Florida VegFest, which will hopefully be in October, fingers crossed, they're considering a hybrid in-person event with digital participation. You can follow all of this progress on Instagram at Orlando Vegans and Nikki Namdar at Nikki Namdar, N-I-K-K-I-N-A-M-D-A-R. Oh, and she was accepted to UCF's MBA program. No big deal. Let's play a song then back with your friend and mine, David Lawrence. Let's hear a little bit from the Fiery Furnaces with Gail Blow on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Every week. That's how often Nick is on the radio with amazing people from around Orlando. There are chefs and makers, artists and podcasters, comedians and journalists, and many, many more. If you like what you're hearing, consider subscribing to the podcast, or if you already subscribe, Follow the show on social media. If you do both of these things already, you know that true happiness is attainable. Well done. Now back to the show. The Fiery Furnaces on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Gail Blow from the album Gallows Birds Bark. Gallows Birds Bark. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to just keep going. Gallo Gallows Birds Bark. Very difficult to say. Good morning. My name is Nick. 
You're listening to a certain degree, a special edition of To a Certain Degree. These are highlights from past episodes, including a lot of people who do photography or who capture Central Florida through the lens of a camera. One such person is David Lawrence. He's an incredible photographer, and you may have come across one of his portrait pop-ups around town at East End Market, The Heavy, Whippoorwill, The Nook, or a bunch of other places. You may have seen his porch portrait series on Instagram and Pulp Town. What makes him really good at taking pictures, at capturing the people he's with, is the way that he connects with people and the emphasis that he puts on that. A lot of the photos that I do, especially when I, like I'll, I'll set up studios in random public places and you can come sit for a portrait and leave with a photo. And a lot of, a lot of those are very quick. It's in a public place. They're not coming to my studio for, to sit there for like an hour. Um, and so you have to break down the, the walls that this person has. And I think that that just looks like meeting them where they're at and just acknowledging them, just saying like, hi, I'm, I'm David. It's nice to meet you. What is your name? Um, and really just giving people the space to, uh, a friend of mine gave me this term that I feel like works really well to just feel their feelings. Um, and I always tell people that like over and over, like, Hey, like, the goal is to just get a photo that, that captures you. And I like to say, feel your feelings. So if you feel like being serious or happy um, or, or sad or jumping up and down with smiling, like you can do that. Like I'll give you a little bit of direction. Like if I feel like someone's a bit un- unflattering, actually, I won't even say that half the time. I'll just be like, I'll give you a little bit of direction. Um, but overall, just do, do what you want. Um, and I feel like that, is really helpful in calming people and, and getting people comfortable. Cause I think they realize like, Oh, you're not really like asking or demanding much of me. Like I can just be present here. And some people just sit there. I mean, other people will get more animated or like move around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, always different, but yeah, that's kind of the way I would, focus on like just getting people to be comfortable how important and how much of your own mindset comes into it because you know we often think about the subject the subject has to be happy or the subject yeah. has to smile the subject has to as the photographer as the you know the the artist trying to paint the picture for yeah lack of a better term um how important is it for you to be in a particular mind space in order to do that yeah, that's an interesting question. I think about that because I yeah, I think that I think that you have to be in control of the situation at a certain point and I don't know, it's kind of like a a dance almost. Like you have to guide it because you don't want to like give them like an unflattering photo or do a bad job, but you also want them to be themselves. Um, so I'd say it's a, yeah, a delicate dance just between like controlling the situation, but also just like letting people be free. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I follow you on uh, Instagram, and if yeah. you want to follow David, I would encourage you to do so. Um, to know where he's coming up, to know where he's doing pop ups, but also to see some of his work as well. And that's at I am David Lawrence. Correct. L A W R E N C E. Yeah. Um, sometimes people use a U, yeah. but there's no U. L A W R E N C E. You got it. Um, and you had photographed, uh, I think he's a musician, Noah Gunderson. Yes. And you were talking a little bit about how uh, the nostalgia for a shared place that you both lived, you know, kind of caught you in the feels without yeah. realizing it. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird day. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm wondering if that, you know, like when I'm sad, I'll put on sad music. I'll, yeah. you know, write something in that vein. Like it's hard for me to write happy yeah when that's happening but i'm wondering if for you um you know if that day specifically uh did you feel like it changed the tone or and, and i'm not saying anything bad about the photos i i think yeah. it actually probably really worked really well um especially if you have this musician that's probably very regularly introspective anyway yeah um if you're being introspective does that help in the process i'm curious I, about i don't that. know that was a weird one because i feel like that guy is pretty emotional mm -hmm. it seems based on his music um and i think that I think that like probably a lot of the the photos would have been like serious and more somber regardless of where I was I was at and I feel like for the most part I'm able to push aside how I'm how I'm feeling and just focus on uh, the the person mm -hmm. and just getting a good photo out of the shoot and making them feel comfortable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that your mood definitely does affect things. I realized like I I had a day last week where I was like running around. I booked just kind of. I think it was actually that day. It was that day. I uh, I had booked a like headshot session with someone at like 10 in the morning. Um, and then I made plans to like meet up with a friend at, at noon. Um, and then I had that shoot at two and then I had something else like later in the afternoon at four. And so it was just a little bit of a, a packed day. And this guy came in for his headshot and it was just supposed to be a very quick thing. Um, it's for this nonprofit that I work with. And I just knew it was going to be like five, ten minutes. We only needed one shot. And I realized that I was just very, like, amped up when he got there. And so much that I was just kind of, like, standing up, in like, off to the side in front of him, almost just, like, kind of pacing back and forth. And I was like, oh, I need to actually, like, I felt like in that moment I needed to like actually sit down with the guy and just like talk with him as opposed to just like picking up my camera and going, just going at it. Um, and there's been other times where I've simply just picked up my camera and just gone into a shoot. And I don't know that it's gone bad, but I think it would have been better if 
I had sat with the person. So I think that I wouldn't necessarily my say how I'm feeling internally always affects things. I mean, I guess it does in some capacities, but I think that I regularly can make the choice to, regardless of how I'm feeling, still set the tone by like sitting with a person and just talking with Mm -hmm. them. Um, So I think like, I think if I was just like in a totally crap mood and was like being rude, it would affect someone for sure. But I think that I'm for the most part able to put things aside because I've definitely been like, I've definitely had some really bad days where like I've had to deal with people all day and maybe people were picking up on it, but I don't think they were. No one ever said anything. They said they still enjoyed their time. Um, So the short answer is like, I think that like where you're at emotionally can affect it. But I also think that like we have the ability to not always let those things overflow into situations and that if we're making the choice to sit down for me, if I'm making the choice to sit down with someone and like actually look them in the eye and like Mm -hmm. get on their level, um, it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling. Like my goal is just to sit with them and get a good photo. Follow David on all the social medias, but especially Instagram since that's the most visual of them all. As far as I know, not really sure. I don't keep up with that. I am David Lawrence. That's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E on Instagram. If you would like to hear the full interviews with David Lawrence, Nikki Namdar, Derek Demeter, and Christine Lopez, please visit to a certain degree.com and consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I've had a lot of fun putting these together the last few weeks. And so there's a lot of special edition episodes, clip shows, best ofs with really incredible people. And I love sifting through the nuggets to find these for you. I hope you appreciate it as well. If there's any type of shows you'd like to hear in the future from artists, from makers, from people who are starting or have started small businesses, let me know and I will attempt to put it together. My name is Nick Jurgudiu. This has been To a Certain Degree. We'll play one more song. This is David Byrne from his self-titled album with You and I on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The To Be Decided is a YouTube channel from hosts Miller and Davis. They tell stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos about life in Central Florida and their favorite musicians like Sufjan Stevens, Fishmans, and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. All of those are real words and real bands. Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com forward slash the to be decided for more. Now back to the show.